This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and this week I caught up with Kayla Quinn. You may remember Kayla from Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor. Of course, she was his third place finisher. Then she went on to Paradise. She got involved in a little bit of drama with Ashley I and Jared, and we get into all of it. Kayla was super candid about almost being the Bachelorette. Never forget that footage of her filming in Ohio when right before they announced it was actually JoJo. She spoke about that a little bit more in depth than I feel like she has before, about the scenes she totally filmed for the show and all of that. Kayla is also getting married in less than a month. So we dove all into her wedding plans and all that fun stuff. And it was a really good trip down memory lane for anyone who watched Ben Higgins season or the season of Paradise she was on. So here is my chat with Kayla. Okay, Kayla, I am so excited to catch up with you because it's been over five years, right, since Ben Higgins season aired and we first met you in Bachelor Nation? Yes. I mean, it. I mean I'm mean, i seasoned. Let's just go that way. It's been a while. <laughs> does it feel like it was yesterday or does it feel like another life? I always love to ask people that because I feel like it's probably both, right? It is. It is kind of both, but um, it does. I, I always think of it as a dream. Like I, I feel like I could like fall asleep and then have a dream about it again. And it, it felt so real. Wow. What is your like fondest memory when you do think back to that time? Like what comes to your mind first when you think back to the show? My fondest memory for sure is just traveling with the girls. We had so much fun just being silly, ordering Chick-fil-A on the buses. You know, we weren't allowed to have music or like listen to the news. So I just remember we would like make up our own songs and like rap to each other and, and it would just be playful like we were in college again. So that was so fun. Do you, this, you might not remember this because it was a long time ago, like we were saying, but do you remember like what was the biggest thing you learned when you got out that you were like surprised that you missed, like either pop culture wise or like personally, like, anything that you like couldn't believe you didn't know about when it was happening? I think there were like earthquakes going on, like major earthquakes in California. Um, and we were like traveling like the Bahamas or something. And um, everyone was like super surprised coming back being like, oh, we miss, we missed out on a lot. <laughs> it's like its own world. Yeah. I mean, it's three months long and you don't hear from anyone. And so the biggest thing you miss out on, of course, though, is your parents and talking to your family. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's, that's true. That's nice. I'm yeah. like, what did you miss? Like what reality TV didn't you watch? <laughs> like, you're a bit, you're yeah. 
Um, Ben's season was one of the ones that got the Bachelor Greatest Seasons Ever treatment last summer, which was cool. And your fiance watched it with you, right? Yes, he actually was on it with me and Chris Harrison got to interview us. And so it was just really cool to um, bring him as part of the journey. Had he ever watched the show before? He did. He told me that he watched my season with his ex and he remember because she made him watch and he's like, it's just funny how, you know, I had to meet you. I met you in real life too. So it was just cute. That is cute. I feel like it's a funny thing where it's like when you're dating after the show, it's like, do you want them to have seen it? Because it's like answers questions, but also maybe sometimes, you know, people don't know it. You came off fine on the show, but sometimes people don't always come off great. So it's like, do you want them to have seen it or not? (laughs) I think it's always better when they have seen it without you. Yeah, prior without you, because then they know part of your life and you don't have to like pretend and you don't have to like tiptoe around it and be awkward. Like it's, it's real. It really happened, you know? Right. Like what would be weirder all of a sudden being like, wait, you were on The Bachelor like years into your relationship and not know? You're like, oh my gosh, what? I missed out on like that huge major thing that makes you who you are. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. I mean, also you were in Ben's final three, which is very far to make it on the show. How long does it take to adjust back to like real life? Like whether obviously, you know, these relationships be kind of, you're you're a little bit more in lust than maybe in love. And like, how long does it take to kind of snap out of it and be like, okay, real life now? (laughs) I mean, I feel like it, I, this might be long, this might sound long, but I think it took like a year to snap back to real life because I think you get so used to also like the producers who are your best friends for three months, constantly caring about like, are you feeling okay? Like you just spilled a water in front of him. Like, are you going to make it? You know, like your friends don't really care that much about you all the time. They have their own lives going on, but these producers care so much. So you do get a big head. And so I think it takes a year to adjust to being like, okay, the world doesn't revolve around me. (laughs) Like I have to work hard and it doesn't just like, love is not the only thing that matters. So that does make sense though, because it's like the, all the attention is on you. That's such a good point. It is. And they, they take care of your travel, your, like your food. Like you don't have to make any decisions, like what takeout you're taking that night. Like the food just appears and you really get spoiled for three months. And I think they say, um, it takes a month to create a habit or get used to a lifestyle. So you really are in this bubble. I, I like to ask, um, bachelor contestants this, how do you balance that relationship with the producers of like friendship and being like, okay, should I trust you or not? If that makes sense. I mean, you have no choice but to trust them. And I think, you know, it's it's so funny. Like, yeah, you have no, no one else around you. So you only trust them. It's like your family. Like, do you, do you ever question your family's loyalty to you? Not really until the end. And maybe that's just me being naive. And a lot of people have told me that I was naive. But um, at the same time, I was really trusting in them and the process. And I think that's why I made it a little farther. That's true too, versus like having to think, Cause like you want to have the foresight probably to be like, okay, how am I coming off or whatever? But if you are thinking about that, I feel like it backfires and they know you're trying too hard. hundred percent. You don't want to like overthink things in life and then you're just not really present or yourself. And it really comes across on camera too, if you're not natural. Yeah. I've heard a lot of the girls from Ben's season say that they knew it was Lauren pretty early on. Did you, did you get that? I had no idea. I was 23. I was like, oh, it's definitely me. Meanwhile, he's taking her on secret, like long walks. They're two hours long during group date. And I was like, don't worry. He's going to come back to me. I had no idea. Oh my gosh. I would not have done well in college if a guy was secretly texting another girl because yeah, I had no idea. 
That is kind of, I love that though, that you, I, cause I feel like, I don't know if you still are watching the show at all, but on this season, yeah. Brie, who was like the third play, I don't know. I don't like, I know it's not like places, but came in third or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she said the same thing to me about Matt. She was like, oh, I thought I had it in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> but no, everybody else was like, it was, it was definitely. Oh if I were her, I would think I had it in the bag too. She's beautiful. And yeah, you really have no idea because you are in your own little world. And I think it's healthier to compartmentalize and focus on just your relationship. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And like the relationship with the women. Do you feel like the show maybe has gotten cattier in recent seasons? Or do you think it's it's just what they're showing us? Oh my gosh, this last season was the cattiest I've ever seen. And it was it was genuinely the group of women. You know, the fact that, um, what is it? Queen Victoria or whatever she called herself, like ripped that crown off that girl's head. I got really upset. And I think it's not a good example of what we should be teaching other women. And I hate to say this, but she's even delusional now during the women tell all being like, um, you know, I apologize. So you really have to move on and forgive me now. I'm like, we don't have to forgive you. You don't really seem that genuine in your apology. And I think it's just hard to cast women who, who aren't going to bring the worst out in everybody else because it is a group mentality. And I think the group really adjusted to that cattiness. I was shocked at the way watching it back, whether people thought in the moment they were like being silly or whatever you want to like have your defense be. I was shocked. No one was more yes. like remorseful. <laughs> no, I completely agree. That was and poor Matt, like Matt, like is just like this normal guy who'd never been on the show and he didn't know how to deal with it. And I hate to say this, but it was like too little too late when he was like, I really have to handle this. I'm like, you should have handled it like three weeks prior. <laughs> yeah. No, hundred percent. I also, this season, this, the last couple of seasons, I mean, I really think we're learning like how much the travel helps move the show along and like structure mm -hmm. it. Cause I felt like we've all, it was like just very bizarre what things were, we were focusing on. And I kind of felt like maybe not leaving the location had something to do with that. That's actually a good point. I never thought of that, but I think you're right. And also bonds the women because they have to like rely on each other with packing and like, can you help me with this? And then creates more stories instead of this, um, just like consistent environment that they're used to. It would like some of the bonding. I feel like everyone always comes off the show, like super close Does some of that bonding happen during, yeah, like traveling. And when you're not on camera, cause they don't ever film you or we never see, I feel like you guys like in the plane or doing anything oh. like that. There are so many funny behind the scenes stories from traveling that just makes everyone realize that the rest of the group is human and like more level playing field. Like for example, Joe, our season, um, I remember us being like landing at the Las Vegas airport and uh, the airport, her suitcase at the check or at the baggage claim had exploded. Like, like I've never seen a suitcase ripped in half, but hers came around the little conveyor belt, ripped in half with clothes thrown everywhere, like half in a plastic bag. And we were like, she was laughing and we were like, oh my gosh, that's like the worst thing ever. You know, your gorgeous shoes and gowns are in the middle of this airport and nobody took care of it, but we all just laughed about it and it made us just like appreciate her more. It like, it, it makes people human and like full, like real people. And I think sometimes of reality TV, it's a dangerous thing because we don't see all the sides of everyone. So then we are quick to judge them. But then at the same time, there's only so many things that can fit in the hour or whatever. So I feel like there's a balance that the show has been missing in recent years. Totally. I completely agree. And I, I miss that balance. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, diversity is also something that's been talked about forever. I feel like in reality TV and in The Bachelor specifically, they've been, you know, vowing to like make a change, work on it. Is there anything you think in like casting that they, the show either could do or you thought maybe just like from your experience that you wanted them to change or tweak or make you feel more comfortable or anything like that? 
I think the only thing that we can all do and the Bachelor Nation can do is just have more people audition. I hate to say this, but it really depends on who's single and who goes to the casting calls. And if you know of a great person who is, you know, a person of color, who has a great background, who is comfortable in front of a camera, um, maybe you nominate them. I think it's just hard for the producers to find people who would be a perfect match to because I, I personally do think that they try and I've, I've seen diversity behind the camera, um, ever since my season five years ago, but I know that they're, they still need things to work on things. Um, so yeah, I think the best thing they can do is just have more people audition because I think they, their number one job to me is to make a love connection and it's hard to find authentic, um, matches for people if not enough people are in the pool. That's true. I mean, there's like so many different types of things they have to go into in casting a show like this. And it's interesting that The Bachelor, I feel like more so than any other reality show gets like very picked apart for how things work. And I don't know if it's just because it's such like a cultural phenomenon, but there's everything that's happened in the past year. It is, I mean, Matt's season was definitely the most diverse in a long time. But then I think a lot of people also felt like maybe they didn't show it. Like we didn't get to know these women or especially the women of color on the season, maybe as much as we got to know some of the white women. You know, I think I think they're trying like one lead at a time to create these examples of women who are people who are strong, who, um, you know, have um, are great role models like Rachel, you know, Tasha, like I think they're trying one person at a time. And I love seeing these strong women in these roles. And so hopefully just hope for a better, better casting in the future. Yeah. I mean, we have to talk about the fact that you were almost The Bachelorette because I don't know if you've talked about this like at length, but I feel like I haven't gotten my closure about those pictures of you filming in Ohio. Sarah, you are so sweet. You know, it's so funny. It was so long ago and um, it, it did happen for a moment and um, it was fleeting. But at the end of the day, everything worked out. And you know what? I was so young at the time. But yes, um, I was temporarily in the running for the bachelorette and they filmed in my hometown. Um, and it was kind of crazy because I, for six, for six months, they would fly me to LA, um, to do fittings for, um, for meetings and stuff like that. And so I tried on a couple of dresses and gowns that Jojo wore on her season. So I was like, that blue dress looks good on you, girl. Like I tried that same sparkly gown. Um, that's just so bizarre though. It, it is a little bizarre and it's like you kind of look and watch somebody else and you're like, that's life I could have lived, it, lived, you know, and it's kind of like when your ex moves on and gets married, you have this moment where you pause and you're like, whoa, I mean, I know I've moved on, but that could have been my life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. But yeah, it was so much fun. They filmed in my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and it was funny if. I wish they would share the footage because we had like a hundred of my Filipino family together for the um, first episode that we recorded. And we had this giant Filipino um, barbecue where there was like a pig on a spit and it was, it felt like my big fat Greek wedding, but my big fat Filipino wedding and all my, my mom has five brothers and they were all like telling these funny stories. And there was just like a lot of culture there that I think hasn't been represented. And I'll be honest, a lot of America doesn't even know where the Philippines is or what Filipino culture is. I think Asian is grouped together mm. as one um, ethnicity. And there's really just so much more to it out there than just like, you know, Chinese and Japanese and like people are discovering like Korean with K-pop, but I hopefully people expand um, and are more curious in the future for what else is out there. 
Yeah. I mean, that sounds like great TV. I feel like obviously we always hear like behind the scenes, like, oh, it was almost this person. It was almost this person. But I don't feel like they usually, maybe we just don't see the footage, like film a full thing. No, they, they normally don't film like a first few episodes um, with somebody and then take it back. But um, I understand why. I think what they do is they usually have two people that they're choosing between just in case someone one of the girls meets someone because like what if Jojo had met and fallen in love with somebody in her neighborhood, like they could never have helped that in their TV show. So they need someone as a backup. So I get it. Wow. I mean, you like are so like, obviously, obviously it's been a long time, but I feel like I would be a little more bitter <laughs> about the switch up. <laughs> I mean, I love Jojo too. Uh-huh. But. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I'm super happy. I'm getting married in four weeks. So I'm like, you know what girl, it all worked out. And she actually, since one of rarely one of the people who's with, the winner. So like, what a weird turn of events that could have been since obviously she met Jordan and now she's getting married and you're getting like, it's so interesting. Sliding doors. Yeah. I really believe in fate. And if you watch them together, I watched their home renovation show and they're hosting these other things and their chemistry is like, you can't match it. And like, they were meant to meet that way. And I, I love that. I hope that for everyone. Yeah, no, for sure. And let's talk about your wedding. I don't know how much is out there like publicly right now, but we know it's in a month. How are you feeling? Yes. Um, I'm feeling great. I feel like all of the pieces are coming together and I'm glad it can't be canceled because of COVID. Like the number one thing. (laughs) How many times have you had to plan your wedding? Were you like a one in, like you planned it, had to cancel it and then one more time redo or like a two or three? How many times have you had to replan it? So this is the third wedding I've planned. Our first one was supposed to be in Lake Como, Italy. And obviously we can't travel internationally. We planned one in Ohio. We had to cancel that. And now we're doing our final one in Sarasota, Florida at an art museum. Um, and we're really excited about it. How did you decide on, I mean, I guess you had to be planned three. So you had different, you got to maybe get to live out a little bit of fantasy of all three, even though they didn't happen. How did yeah. you decide on Florida for the final I one? Like I, I feel like I could be a, pl- a wedding planner at this point, but <laughs> um, we chose a location that we knew wouldn't be canceled. And so we chose a venue where the ceremonies outdoors and the receptions outdoors. So people would feel most comfortable. And so, um, yeah, that's how we landed at this art museum and both Nick and I, um, by fate's chance, grew up going to Sarasota um, at this little, small, little town um, growing up in our summers, his parents and my parents. Oh my God, I love that. What are you, obviously like everything, but what are you most excited to finally get to do now that the wedding is finally coming? <laughs> um, I'm just most excited to, I don't even know where to start. I think <laughs> with family, we haven't gathered in so long and a lot of my loved ones are have been, you know, very safe and haven't even left their own house, um, in over a year. And I just think I appreciate the one time that they're going somewhere is for me and my, my fiance and, and, and to to see us finally say I do. And it just means so much that this is the moment that people chose to travel. Oh, that is, it's, it's, I feel like weddings and we were, I was just talking to someone like the summer is going to be crazy. Cause everyone's like getting out of their, getting out of their house and like ready to go and vaccinated or just like the numbers are down and everything. And I feel like it's, we're in for a doozy and like a wedding sounds like a great time. <laughs> I know we're doing three days of events. So we're like, you guys have to be ready. We are going nonstop. Oh my God. What was the hardest part of you know, they call it the COVID bride, being a COVID bride, I feel like it's what they're calling it. Yeah. I, mean, I think the car- hardest part of being a COVID bride is um, allowing yourself to enjoy being engaged and like enjoy this time. Like everyone keeps saying, this is supposed to be the happiest time of your life. I'm like, 
I don't know, like there are many things going on in the world right now. Don't worry about me, but, um, it's, it, yeah, has been hard to get excited and think that it's actually happening. And so I only three months before the wedding is the only time that I really was like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. Like I'm actually going to be married. And so I'm the best part is it feeling real. Hmm. I, I, from my understanding, there might be some, some bachelor nation faces at, at this wedding. There are Sarah, we are going to have a couple people at the wedding. Um, Olivia Creedy has been someone from my season who I've stayed in touch with. And I think just was really misunderstood and got a bad, um, rap during our season. Um, I love her and we're close cause we both live in New York city and Manhattan have gone out over the past five years. And I think I'm just so proud of who she's grown into and she started on podcasts, all the things. So Olivia Creedy will be there. Um, and then one of my bridesmaids is Charlene joint and she wasn't on my season. She was on Juan Pablo season, but I remember watching her um, years before mine and saying like, wow, she's someone that I can be friends with. And I love her poise. I love her personality and I love how honest she is. And then she welcomed me into New York when I moved there and we became best friends. And I love her and her husband, Andy. And I just get emotional thinking that she'll be standing by my side on my wedding day. Oh my God. That is, she is like so cool. And she's like opera, like who's an opera singer? Like she's just like, no one, who. No one is an opera singer. It's like you think that's like a made up drop job, like being a firefighter, but like it, there's people work hard and it's their careers and she's so talented. Um, and it's actually funny. So the night before our wedding, we're doing an open mic night where it's a welcome drinks from like eight to 10 PM. And there's going to be a mic where people are open to, are welcome to tell funny stories to the bride and groom. So I'm just interested to see what funny stories are going to come out about Nick. And I hope nothing embarrassing <laughs> is told about me. I'll be like, I'll be like watching with like a blinking eye. Like, what are you going to say? Or Charlene? That's a dangerous, dangerous thing. Give people a mic, but I kind of like it. I know we want people to laugh because this year has been so serious. So hopefully it starts everyone off on a loose note. You mentioned Olivia and obviously she's kind of one of the more like, I feel like she came like an infamous like character, if you want to call that. And she's also, like you said, like has her own podcast, very successful. And Ben, you know, like apologized to her during that Bachelor Greatest Seasons Ever thing. And not that it was necessarily Ben's fault by any means, but I thought that was actually so powerful and interesting for the franchise to kind of like recognize we mishandled this one. Because I feel like a lot of times they, it just becomes like a joke and they don't ever talk about you know, someone who might've gotten like a quote unquote villainy edit and like how that really affected them. And Olivia, I feel like got a lot of backlash for no reason. I mean, I felt for Olivia when, when Ben apologized on the greatest seasons ever episode, I know she needed that closure so bad. She held on to that pain and hurt and anger for years. And I think that's a lot of the reason why she doesn't trust in relationships because she really trusted the producers. She really trusted everyone there and they gave her the worst edit, which, which, and blew things out of proportion, like her mouth, you know? And like, I think things were started. Um, her body was wildly inappropriate. <laughs> and Yeah. The stuff with her body, totally. She's a beautiful body. And so I'm so happy that they apologize. And I think it, it just, it brought like a humanness to, to the, the producers and like showed that they can apologize. And it meant a lot. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was a big, and I feel like one of the only time, maybe like Michelle Money a little bit kind of got like, sometimes yeah. you get like a redemption on a paradise or something, but I feel like that was the first time like openly like having Chris Harrison who represents the franchise and Ben and it was his season, like apologize. I was like very shocked in like a good way by that yeah. moment. 
no, I completely agree. And there should do more of that. Yeah, I know. You know. It's like, okay, to like, there has to be a good balance of in reality TV, especially Bachelor. Like, we can laugh at people and like be funny and silly and sarcasm, but like, we can't rip them apart. Like, they have the viewers and the audience, everyone has to find this middle ground of making this show fun and not like too much. I agree. I mean, Sarah, if you find the formula, please <laughs> share it. I'm working on it, you guys. I'm working on it. You also, you, you had a stint on Paradise. How, what's more fun to film, The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise? Um, one million percent The Bachelor. No one like the paradise sucks to me. I mean, I say this all the time, but I feel like filming The Bachelor is like going to college where everyone um is on their best behavior, they're all dressed up, you know, they don't know anyone and they don't know the situation they're going into. But paradise is exactly like going back to high school. And I hated high school. It's very catty. There's rules that I've I've never heard of like girl code, never heard of like claiming like calling dibs. Um, but apparently that's a thing. And I just didn't know those rules. It also doesn't make any sense within The Bachelor. I mean, especially like between the seasons, God only knows who's hooking up with who and who's talking to who in, within Bachelor Nation. So how can you call dibs on someone? I know, seriously. I also think Paradise has changed a little bit. Now it's like they have to address that elephant in the room of, yes, we've been talking beforehand or this drama went down. Because back, I feel like on the season you were on, it was a little bit like that, not but not so much. Like It was still kind of frowned upon to like have had these pre-show relationships, but everyone was doing it. Oh my gosh, 100%. It was so taboo. And the producers were like, you are never allowed to DM someone on Instagram. Like it's forbidden. And so like you, and you, you weren't even really supposed to post Instagram photos while your season was airing. So everyone broke the rules and now everyone's talking, everyone's meeting up, everyone's quarantining together and then filming seasons. It's like, are there rules anymore? I don't know, but I feel like this, the coming season, we're going to a lot, we're going to learn a lot of what went down in quarantine, like you said, because I, it doesn't make any sense. I feel like all of these people know each other somehow already. Oh it's all bachelor incest. Everyone's made out with everyone. Like there's four, not four degrees separation. There's one degree. <laughs> Is it something like after you did paradise and you, know, you tried, did you make like a conscious effort to like date outside of the bachelor pool? Like, is that something you kind of have to pull yourself out of? Um, I mean, Sarah, this is just between you and me, but I think you still have something to prove to yourself. So I think you still hook up with other bachelor people behind the mm. scenes. Just don't tell anyone. And then once you get it out of your system, you're like, okay, now I need to move on. But I think there's like this insecurity that you need to prove to yourself. Oh, well, you know, the lead didn't pick me. And like, I look, I felt like a psycho in paradise. Like, is there anyone normal in bachelor nation? So Oh, that's such an, I've never heard that. That's such a, like, it's, it's like in your head, like, not that you should have to, but like you're trying to prove to yourself, like, I'm, give me the rose. Like, it's kind of like probably a weird psychological thing. It totally is. And it's like hooking up with someone from high school that, yeah, that you was on like the football team. You're like, oh, okay, I could do this. <laughs> oh my God. I love that though. It is like high school. I can only imagine. Oh my God. To be yeah. in paradise. What a, what a trip. Um, post-wedding. What is like the first thing you and Nick want to do? Are you are you going to live in Florida? Are you going back to the city? Like when are we having the babies or any of that fun stuff? You are so sweet. I mean, Nick is on a different timeline than me. Um, <laughs> we are looking to just chill out. This year has been a lot with planning a wedding, canceling two weddings and financially been a lot, but we want to buy a house in Austin. We're moving to Austin, Texas in the fall and we're just excited for him to start a new job and us to settle down. And yes, you know, in the future, start a family. Love that. It is good to like this year. It's like every nothing's happened, but everything happened. So it's like a weird place now. It's like, where do we go from here? I feel like 
totally. I think we're in limbo and a lot of people are in denial that the world is opening up again. And hopefully everyone does what they can to make sure that it's a safe world. But we need to start opening up the world and ourselves and our hearts. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, now we're going to play this game that's called Bachelor Regrets. And it can, you can ex, you can like expand on your answer or be, you know, just say yes or no. It's It's just like over the course of Bachelor Nation times. And the first one is, do you have any fashion regrets from your time on The Bachelor? Oh, many. I mean, I, I used to think that sequence was the only, like the only way to wear a gown. So everything I wore wore sequence, had sequence on it. How did you go about like packing for that? I mean, I guess you just went to the store and bought everything with sequence in it. Oh, I went to one store. I was like, ah, you know, who cares what I wear? So I went to Nordstrom, bought like 12 dresses and was like, I'm done. Amazing. Do you have any paradise packing regrets? Paradise packing regrets. I regret not packing one of those fans um, those fold up fans, because I was sweating 24 seven. I think my thighs were sweating. My, my, the JJ was sweating. Everything was sweating. I, as I put my makeup on, I was sweating. And then I would just look over at Jen Sav or um, Saviano. And she had this stand up fan. And I was like, so jealous. I was like, girl, I'm going to do my makeup behind your head because I just want a little of that residual air. I always would see when people were doing their makeup or their hair in paradise. I like, I understand why you're on a television show. You're going on dates, but like, I'm like, I don't even know if it's worth it. The hair is going to fall apart. You guys. Like, Oh my God. And like people did lash extensions and by like the first week they looked crazy. Like no offense. Do you remember lace? Her yeah. lash extensions look like spiders on her eyeballs. Like they were going to crawl over onto her face into around her head. I mean, it's just, you can't beat that. The sun and that humidity, they, they, they're they going to oh, win every time. Exactly. Humidity just like kills any glamour that you try. Do you regret anything that went down in that Ashley Jared love triangle you you found yourself in? I regret everything. I regret it all. I mean, that gave me the most anxiety in my life. Um, and I won't lie, I went into depression after it. It was like not a good time. I regret most um, promising to Ashley that I would never date Jared. Because if I never had made the promise, then we wouldn't have been in this predicament. At the same time, she did pressure me to make the promise very hard. Uh, I, I'm she, I think, you know, as we know, they're together now. It all worked out, but that was, oh, a, that was a messy one. <laughs> no, they were meant to be. And you know what? To each their own, hopefully. Um, and I wish them the most happiness in life. Yeah, for sure. That, that was a while. I almost forgot that because I remember them being on Paradise on and off, but I was went back and I was like watching clips. I knew I was going to talk to you. And I was like, oh my God, Kayla was like dragged into that whole thing. I forgot. You're sweet, Sarah. <laughs> you did your homework. You did way too much research. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Always, yes. Do you regret any hot tub moments on The Bachelor? No, I, I wish there were more hot tub moments. I loved being in a hot tub with Kevin Hart. We laughed so hard, um, just like having a comedian with us. And it was it was just hilarious that we were in the middle of like, you know, a strip mall for a date. The, the Bachelor can put a hot tub anywhere. They really can. Um, do you regret going on Say Yes to the Dress? No, I love Say Yes to the Dress. And Randy was just like a gem. Did you actually, are you wearing the dress that you picked? Yes, I'm wearing the dress from the show and Nick still hasn't seen it. Oh, love that. And then you can watch the episode after. Yes, I can't wait. Do you regret any, without naming names, sponsored posts that you've done in post-Bachelor fame? Um, I don't regret any sponsored posts because... Honestly, I feel like I've been pretty picky. Is that hard also to navigate like 
I mean, I think there's certain things it becomes like so taboo, right? Like, like, oh, the teeth whitening work. But like some of those products I believe people use and other ones kind of become like the butt of the joke almost. But is yeah. it hard to decide like what to go with and what to be like, no, too far? I think it's hard. I mean, I've heard that, like, no offense, I've never done sugar bear hair, but like there are so many bachelor things like that that came about. And um, I know it genuinely does work. Um, and so I think it is hard to say no and decide which is which. I mean, you can't blame anyone. It's like uh, the, that money is probably really good. And it's like, you, I don't know. I feel like it's another weird aspect of The Bachelor of like the post-show influencer-ness. And I feel like Ben's season was one of the first ones where you guys really like gathered big followings and like fans. Yeah, I mean, ours, yeah, you're right. It was the first season where The Bachelor or, or Instagram was related to The Bachelor. And um, I just feel like, I think the key is to, I think a lot of the girls, yeah, don't know about... Uh, aren't prepared. No one preps you for this. And I personally have always picked things that I genuinely love. And I think a lot of the girls just take anything that they can get. And I think it's about having standards and about being yourself and like authentic. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And the last one is, do you regret any tears shed in front of the camera? I regret not a tear at all. They were all authentic. Love it. Well, thank you, Kayla. This was so fun. I can't wait to see your wedding photos. It's so soon. Congratulations again. And thank you for doing this. Thanks, Sarah. Have a great rest of your day. You too. You're the best. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns.